This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is going to be episode number 50. Are you living your faith? Are you going through the motions? But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. So, before I did this episode, I went through my list because I, I didn't want to be redundant. Now, I, did, I do have an episode on this channel that uh, the, the title is why living your faith is important from the spiritual life. And I was going to leave it and not even cover this, but it occurred to me that perhaps that this can be covered from another direction. Now, obviously... You cannot grow spiritually if you're not practicing your faith. To me, that seems a simple enough concept that any um, young child who's been educated in traditional, I'm sorry, true Catholicism should be able to understand. However, There is another side of this because, like I said, the original concept it to me is what we call common reasoning. You know, you, you can't grow spiritually if you're not practicing your faith. But it, it also can be covered from the sense that if you're not living your faith, in other words, practicing it, then you're, you're not advancing God's kingdom. And what I mean by this is, in his parable about the talents, uh, the talents represent the gifts and graces that God has given us. And through his help helps us to get better. Not just, not just in the uh, secular sense as people, but also in a spiritual sense as his subjects. Um, and, you know... The, the guy with the five talents and the guy with the three talents, they, you know, they invested their talents and doubled them. And the guy with the one talent buried his talent in the ground because, you know, he, he, he told his master, well, you're a hard man and, you know, um, you, uh, you know, you're, you're a hard man and I, I didn't want to do anything with the talent you gave me in case I lost it or whatever. Therefore, I didn't want to suffer your punishment. And in the parable that the master says, well, you could have put it in the bank and gotten interest. Um. Take away this man's talent and give it to the other two guys and throw him where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Anybody, you know, anybody who's paying attention knows when he says throw him in, in, in the darkness where there's wailing and gnashing. He's talking about hell. Okay. Okay. 
And the reason I'm using this parable to illustrate my point is, once again, it's pretty self-explanatory. If, if you have, or, 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 or you think you don't have any talents, anything that you can give to Jesus, the very least, I think this is what the one talent means, the very least you can do is take, if you, if you don't do anything else, okay, if you don't do anything else, the least you can do is practice your faith. That is the one talent. That is the one talent. If you can't do anything else, live your faith as best as you are able. And honestly speaking, by the way, um, I'm not claiming any authority. I'm not claiming to be infallible. This is my theory about what that parable means. Okay, so I don't want anyone getting it twisted. Oh, he's putting his own spin on scripture. No, this is my theory. And I can't get dogged out for what I think. Well, I have and will, but whatever. Um, the very least you can do is practice your faith. And practicing your faith is, is important in that you're not, if, if you, if you're only practicing your faith, at that very minimum, God is going to help you grow, not just as a, a as his subject, as his um, servant, you're going to grow by practicing what Jesus teaches, you're going to grow as a person. Okay. And um that that is that very concept is important within itself for two reasons. Number one, um if you're growing as a Christian and as a person your friends, your family, your neighbors are going to notice the change because they know you the best. And it might encourage them to maybe to talk to you and see what you're doing so that they may get your peace of mind. The second reason why it's important is, is as Christ's servants, we are to model to the unbelieving population out there and for you Protestants and Vatican II types and uh, Eastern Orthodox, that includes you uh, when I say unbelieving. Because you might as well be unbelieving because you're not following God. You're following your own, your own inclinations. Anyhow, um, you are modeling how a, how a person who really loves God and is really devoted to God, lives their life. Now, like anything else, you know, people see your daily example. Now, what, what they do with your example, they have free will, so it's up to them. It is up to them. But by, by you know, by living your faith, you know, those are the two things that you're trying to accomplish by doing that. Now, what I was going to say earlier, and me being me, I got sidetracked, was um, human beings have resources and talents at their disposal. You know, it's it's more than one. Um, and 
the thing of it is, is that it doesn't matter the state of your talents. In other words, uh, let's just say you're a good speaker. God does not expect you to be, um, I'm going to use an ancient Roman orator because he was famous. His name was Cicero. He was known for his oratory. He was known for a lot of things, but he was considered one of the best orators in Rome for his time and generation. God doesn't expect that of you. He just expects you to take what talents that you do have and to go out there and do the best you can. That was the whole part of the parable was, you know, the, the doubling of the talents. If, if you make the effort, God is going to bless your effort if you're doing it with a um, sincere and honest intention. He's going to bless your efforts. And I, as I'm speaking, it just occurred to me that on my episode to set of a contest, episode number four, I talked about this. But um, you know, it's it's not just set of a contest, though. Um, now I just got done saying to the Vatican II types, to the Protestants and Eastern Eastern Orthodox. Um, when I say it doesn't apply to you, I'm just saying practicing a false belief, having, having impurities in your soul that keep you from seeking God's truth, not, not what you, not what you think it is, but God's truth as it has been revealed. So. Let's just say that's the one talent that you truly want to love, honor, and um, and um, exalt God, Jesus, Lord Jesus. Your one talent may be to find the truth, it, to to recognize that you know. All this time that your motives were not pure and that you were only doing what you thought was right, not what, you know, not what God's actual will is. And, and you decide, okay, um, I want to find the truth or at the very least, at the bare minimum, at least researching your position with an honest and open heart and seeing if the position that you hold is God's truth and will. And once again, I can't stress this enough, you got to take yourself out of the equation. You have got to take yourself out of the equation. As I said in a previous episode, you are a speck of dust. He is God Almighty. What you think, what you feel, blah, blah, blah. You don't matter. A lot of people need to get... You don't matter. I mean, God loves you and, he, and you matter to him. Unless you reject his truth, but in the you know in the larger scheme of things, you know it's not about you, and so people don't get this twisted. I want to stress this: when I say you don't matter, I'm not saying your dignity as a human being, your you know your dignity as a human being doesn't matter. What I'm saying is is that. Um, your, um, it's not about you. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is not about you. It is not about you. And we live in an era where narcissism is so rampant, it's practically second nature to a lot of people. Not everybody, but a lot. If you are claiming that you love God, it what you want and all that, that doesn't matter. It's about wanting what God wants. It's about doing his will. As you understand it. Okay? So I just want to stress that. Um, you know, it's not about you. Um, and to, if a person is being spiritually honest with themselves and they, they're, they're making a good faith effort to, to practice the true spiritual teachings, they're going to come to the realization all I'm sorry, I'm going to speak from my perspective. I have come to the realization that even though um, my intentions and, um, my t- intentions and sincerity at their base were honorable and and loving, but because... I have my uh, spiritual junkyard going on inside of my soul that my intentions and my sincerity were being colored by my fallen human nature. So there were instances that I could recognize where My intentions were not as pure as I thought they were. My sincerity is not as pure as I thought it was. So that is why we don't rely on ourselves. And by the way, you know, um, St. Paul in one of his epistles says, lean not to your understanding. Lean not to your understanding. What I just said is the reason why. Because we are not saints. We're not even near close to saints. And by the way, saints while they're on earth recognize just how flawed and 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 um flawed and uh incorrect they are. That is what makes them saints. Um, but that is why he says this. And the reason I chose the talent parable was because the guy with the one talent who didn't do anything with the one talent he was given when he when his master came back and said okay so what'd you guys do with the money i gave you he was like oh i'm scared cuz you're a hard guy and i didn't want you to punish me trials and tribulations are going to be in your life and because once again this is why divine providence you dismiss this at your own peril is important Trials and tribulations are sent from God himself to purify you. They even happen to people, and once again, I'm speaking from experience, who have no interest or desire in serving him. So, once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my example because Oh, I don't want to be accused of rash judgment. In my own case, I am a very limited person. Not just 
in my personality, my physical body. Uh, I'm, I'm also limited in my resources. God, and I'm speaking strictly for myself, my, the, the, the theory that I'm operating under, at least as of this recording, is that it's up to me to do the best with what I've been given and God will give the, uh, Lord Jesus will give the, as the, as certain types will say, he will give the increase. But it's up to me to make the attempt to do something. To not be just content to go to work, um, eat my dinner, watch my videos, uh, read my secular books, watch my secular movies, you know, to, to basically lead a life that is no different from the lives that the non-believers around me are leading. Our missions, if we're taking... I'm going to make this... I'm going to make this uh, example. Any, any tradition, uh, true Catholic worth his salt knows... Baptism is the initial stage of your road with Jesus. Confirmation is your second stage. And after that, um, we're, we're supposed to practice what we've been taught. Now, I liken confirmation to, and I'm, I'm, because I'm an American and I'm former U.S. Army, I'm going to use U.S. Army terminology. You go through basic training. That's your baptism. Now, after you go through basic training, you're given what is known as advanced training. In other words, your advanced training is your schooling. Um... And if you, if you fail at your advanced schooling, you're out of the military. You're done. But if you graduate, if you graduate, you are certified as a U.S. Army member for the term of your contract. And I liken our confirmation to that. That when we, if we get to our confirmation, we are committing ourselves to the term that God has set for us in his heavenly kingdom on earth, which is known as the church militant. So, um, it doesn't end with your confirmation, you know, as, as I used the, the example before, when you get out of your schooling and you get sent to your unit, you know, (laughs) you don't, you don't get to just sit around and have coffee with your buddies and laugh and joke. You're putting into practice what you've been taught and there are certain standards and degrees which you must live. And that, that you know, that's as simple as I can put it. We are meant from the, you know, from the moment of our existence you know, once we enlist in God's church militant, you you are no by baptism alone. You're not you're not like the people around you. And if you're of the mindset, whoa, 
I gotta be like my buddies. I gotta be like my relatives. Because I love them. Um. I'm just gonna say you're an heir. Okay? You're definitely an heir. As I said in a previous episode. When you... In, once you are baptized. You are set apart. And if that means... The ridicule and hatred... And, and, um, attacks come your way. That is the price you pay for being a servant of God. Why do you think Jesus said, if they hate you, remember they hated me first? Because it's the people, it isn't the people that, they get their baptism and they act like they've never been a Christian in their life. Or I'm sorry, a true Catholic in their life. That, that the world hates. The world hates those people who take their vows seriously. Who actually try to sincerely and honestly practice what they've been taught. Why? Because of the very nature. The world does not does not want to be reminded of just how failed and flawed they are. And if you're trying to actually live a life that's pleasing to God, guess what? You're, you are literally their daily reminder. And by that very nature, in it of itself is going to bring hatred down on your head. And as a personal note, I don't think I brought this up in every any of the other broadcasts. Thanks to God's grace, I have always been a misfit, as we say in America. I've always been a misfit. And I've always been the outlier. Um... As I as I got older, like in my 20s, whatever the latest trend was, whatever the latest trend was, whatever the latest fashion statement was, whatever what was fashionable, just this is God's grace too. But at the time, I didn't understand it. I was just doing it in my own mind because... Um, if it was fashionable to have a mohawk, well, screw the rest of the, uh, screw the rest of the world. I, I'm going to get a crew cut just, just so that I can show them just how ridiculous they are. And when you live this way, obviously you're going to be as about as popular as a herpes sore at an orgy. And once again, God's grace, I just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. And God has given me the grace to understand that this aspect of who I am is preparing me for whatever's coming ahead. And I'll explain why I'm saying this. I have come to the conclusion, while I'm here on earth, that number one, to expect no mercy. Number two, to expect to be despised. Number three, to, to, be, to be held in contempt. And all, everything I'm talking about, most of my life, that's been the case. And before I got serious about my Catholicism, um, it used to anger me. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. That's another thing, too. To expect no true justice while I'm here on earth. And Hollywood does a 
masterful propaganda job of, well, the good guys win in the end. In God's telling of this particular tale, the good guys, the truly good guys on this earth are going to be martyred, whether physically or in, in their love of God, they're going to be martyred spiritually. In other words, they're going to die to themselves. But the true good guys, they're going to die one way or the other. There is no true justice. And if you expect justice, you're not going to get it. Not here. God is our final arbiter. God is our final judge. And he is the just judge. But I've, 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 I've basically come to the... Um, the understanding that... And this all ties on, by the way, to what the Catholic Church, prior to Vatican II, has always taught. The earth is not our home. We're not meant for this. We are meant for heaven. And Lord willing, I'm hoping that's where I end up. And I'm going to leave it at that. But yes, we're not meant for earth. We're meant for heaven. Therefore, if um, we're not to be comfortable here. And that everything I've been through up until this point has actually been a blessing. Because, because my life has been an uncomfortable wreck, then before I got serious about my Catholicism, I thought it was meaningless. I thought it didn't mean anything. And that led to my nihilistic attitude. But once, once I got serious and I actually understood, and by the way, you'll never come to this understanding on your own steam. And you will not come to this understanding practicing Protestantism, practicing Eastern Orthodoxy, or the Vatican II sect. You're not going to get to this. You, this, this is why proper doctrine is essential. Once I understood the concept that, you know, we... The only reason we are put on this earth is to serve God and do his will as best as we can. Then, you know, um, the, 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 the fact that things, you know, um, that I have trials and tribulations, um, it's, it's expected. And that the trials and tribulations that I went, that I had earlier, um, were actually preparing me for this moment as I speak, and Lord willing for whatever may lie ahead. And a lot of people. No. Once again, I'm going to use myself as an example. When I first became a Christian, I thought, oh well, you know. Once I become, you know, once I become a Christian or, you know, because I was Protestant, I thought that was Christian. Once I become a Christian, then God's just going to shield me from the bumps and bruises of everyday life. And he's going to, um, he's, he's, he's going to erase all the bad memories that of everything that had ever happened to me. And so my expectation was that real life, you know, I, 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 I could expect no trials and tribulations from the point I got baptized onward. Now, some of you who have a spiritual understanding are going to laugh at that, but you have to remember I was an ignoramus, an ignoramus pagan. 
But they're, you know, I'm not, I'm in good company. There are a lot of people. And I'm looking at you, a certain segment of set of Acontis, who expect that, oh, well, I'm baptized, I'm confirmed, and everything is going to be sunshine and lollipops. You know, all I need to do is do the bare minimum and everything's cool. No, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. And by the way, that's not the way things work in real life either, but I digress. Um, baptism, baptism is the start. Confirmation is the school. And then you're meant to go out and do something for God's kingdom to the best of your ability. And I think I got a little sidetracked. With the one talent guy, God, the, the, the master in that parable wasn't mad because, um, well, he, he was mad in two respects. He was mad in the sense that he sat on his talent. In other words, he sat on his duff and did nothing with what little he had been entrusted with with and then he was also angry because the guy with the one talent didn't have enough confidence faith and trust in his master that even if he if he tried to do something with the one talent and failed that the that the master didn't know him well enough to say well it's okay, at least you tried. That's all God expects us to do, is to give a sincere and honest effort with a sincere and honest intention. And by the way, once again, importance of divine providence, even if you try to do something and you fail, St. Paul says in one of his epistles, um, uh, let, me, let me think how he worded it. Um, I think it's something along the lines of good, th good things come to those who love Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, even if it appears to be a failure at that point, if you if, if you're honestly, you know, you're giving an honest effort and you're honestly trying, you know, good will come of it. It, it may seem like the most uh biggest failure since the Hindenburg disaster. But out of it God will bring some good. He just wants you to try. So, and by the way, just thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding me. St. Paul in his epistle says, be doers of the word, not hearers. In other words, don't sit through your priest's sermon on Sunday and then, you know, go through the motions. Listen to what he's saying. Say your prayers and do the best you can to be the example you were meant to be. Because honestly speaking, guys, that's what, that's what being true Catholic is all about. Being the example. Now, obviously, yeah, and when I say obviously, I mean it's blatantly in your face that I'm not a perfect example. Um, and I'm not the perfect example. But I'm trying. You know, if, if people want to rashly judge me without knowing me, that, that's fine. That's on them. So, um, and like I said, you know, um, I, I, I expect 
to be maligned and falsely accused. It's happened all my life. And honestly speaking, if, if this dumpster fire of a society takes the turn I suspect, not only is this, is this going to be the norm, it is going to get massively worse. So, you know, I'm not worried about that. So anyway, guys, um, I want to, I, I, I truly hope and pray you got something out of this. I really do. Um, I want to thank you for listening. Even if you think that I'm some crazy person just spouting off the mouth, if you gave me 40 minutes of your time, I appreciate that much. You, as I said previously, um, I, I don't, ex you know, if you don't, if you, I don't expect you to agree with what I'm saying. I don't. By the nature of the beast. I can't expect that. But if you um, listened, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm praying for everyone. And I would like to... Oh, forgot the disclaimer. You take this for what it's worth. I'm praying for everyone and I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. Take it for what it's worth. In closing, thank you for listening. Have a good day. God bless you and bye-bye.